part one section nine of experiments and observations on different kinds of air by joseph priestley this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain part one section nine of marine acid air being very much struck with the result of an experiment of the honourable mr cavendish related philosophical transactions volume fifty six page one fifty seven by which though he says he was not able to get any inflammable air from copper by means of spirit of salt he got a much more remarkable kind of air viz one that lost its elasticity by coming into contact with water i was exceedingly desirous of making myself acquainted with it on this account i began with making the experiment in quicksilver which i never failed to do in any case in which i suspected that air might either be absorbed by water or be in any other manner affected by it and by this means i presently got a much more distinct idea of the nature and effects of this curious solution having put some copper filings into a small vial with a quantity of spirit of salt and making the air which was generated in great plenty on the application of heat ascend into a tall glass vessel full of quicksilver and standing in quicksilver the whole produce continued a considerable time without any change of dimensions i then introduced a small quantity of water to it when about three-fourths of it the whole being about four ounce measures presently but gradually disappeared the quicksilver rising in the vessel i then introduced a considerable quantity of water but there was no farther diminution of the air and the remainder i found to be inflammable having frequently continued this process a long time after the admission of the water i was much amused with observing the large bubbles of the newly generated air which came through the quicksilver the sudden diminution of them when they came to the water and the very small bubbles which went through the water they made however a continual though slow increase of inflammable air fixed air being admitted to the whole produce of this air from copper had no sensible effect upon it upon the admission of water a great part of the mixture presently disappeared another part which i supposed to have been the fixed air was absorbed slowly and in this particular case the very small permanent residuum did not take fire but it is very possible that it might have done so if the quantity had been greater the solution of lead in the marine acid is attended with the very same phenomena as the solution of copper in the same acid about three-fourths of the generated air disappearing on the admission of water and the remainder being inflammable the solutions of iron tin and zinc in the marine acid were all attended with the same phenomena as the solutions of copper and lead but in a less degree for in iron one-eighth in tin one-sixth and in zinc one-tenth of the generated air disappeared on the admission of water the remainder of the air from iron in this case burned with a green or very light blue flame i had always thought it something extraordinary that a species of air should lose its elasticity by the mere contact of any thing and from the first suspected that it must have been imbibed by the water that was admitted to it but so very great a quantity of this air disappeared upon the admission of a very small quantity of water that at first 
I could not help concluding that appearances favoured the former hypothesis. I found, however, that when I admitted a much smaller quantity of water, confined in a narrow glass tube, a part only of the air disappeared, and that very slowly, and that more of it vanished upon the admission of more water. This observation put it beyond a doubt that this air was properly imbibed by the water, which, being once fully saturated with it, was not capable of receiving any more. The water thus impregnated tasted very acid, even when it was much diluted with other water, through which the tube containing it was drawn. It even dissolved iron very fast, and generated inflammable air. This last observation, together with another which immediately follows, led me to the discovery of the true nature of this remarkable kind of air. Happening, at one time, to use a good deal of copper in a small quantity of spirit of salt, in the generation of this kind of air, I was surprised to find that air was produced long after. I could not but think that the acid must have been saturated with the metal, and I also found that the proportion of inflammable air to that which was absorbed by the water continually diminished, till, instead of being one-fourth of the whole, as I had first observed, it was not so much as one-twentieth. Upon this I concluded that this subtle air did not arise from the copper, but from the spirit of salt, and presently making the experiment with the acid only, without any copper or any metal of any kind, this air was immediately produced in as great plenty as before, so that this remarkable kind of air is, in fact, nothing more than the vapour or fumes of spirit of salt, which appear to be of such a nature that they are not liable to be condensed by cold, like the vapour of water, and other fluids, and therefore may be very properly called an acid air, or more restrictively the marine acid air. This elastic acid vapour, or acid air, extinguishes flame, and is much heavier than common air, but how much heavier will not be easy to ascertain. A cylindrical glass vessel, about three-fourths of an inch in diameter, and four inches deep, being filled with it, and turned upside down, a lighted candle may be let down into it more than twenty times before it will burn at the bottom. It is pleasing to observe the color of the flame in this experiment, for both before the candle goes out, and also when it is first lighted again, it burns with a beautiful green, or rather light blue flame, such as is seen when common salt is thrown into the fire. When this air is all expelled from any quantity of spirit of salt, which is easily perceived by the subsequent vapour being condensed by cold, the remainder is a very weak acid, barely capable of dissolving iron. Being now in the possession of a new subject of experiments, viz. an elastic acid vapour, in the form of a permanent air, easily procured, and effectually confined by glass and quicksilver, with which it did not seem to have an affinity, I immediately began to introduce a variety of substances to it, in order to ascertain its peculiar properties and affinities, and also the properties of those other bodies with respect to it. Beginning with water, which, from preceding observations, I knew would imbibe it, and became impregnated with it, 
I found that two and one-half grains of rainwater absorbed three-ounce measures of this air, after which it was increased one-third in its bulk and weighed twice as much as before, so that this concentrated vapor seems to be twice as heavy as rainwater. Water impregnated with it makes the strongest spirit of salt that I have seen, dissolving iron with the most rapidity. Consequently, two-thirds of the best spirit of salt is nothing more than mere phlegm or water. Iron filings, being admitted to this air, were dissolved by it pretty fast, half of the air disappearing, and the other half becoming inflammable air, not absorbed by water. Putting chalk to it, fixed air was produced. I had not introduced many substances to this air, before I discovered that it had an affinity with phlogiston, so that it would deprive other substances of it, and form with it such a union as constitutes inflammable air, which seems to show that inflammable air universally consists of the union of some acid vapor with phlogiston. Inflammable air was produced when to this acid air I put a spirit of wine, oil of olives, oil of turpentine, charcoal, phosphorus, beeswax, and even sulfur. This last observation, I own, surprised me, for the marine acid, being reckoned the weakest of the three mineral acids, I did not think that it had been capable of dislodging the oil of vitriol from this substance, but I found that it had the very same effect both upon alum and nitre, the vitriolic acid in the former case, and the nitrous in the latter, giving place to the stronger vapor of spirit of salt. The rust of iron and the precipitate of nitrous air made from copper also imbibed this air very fast, and the little that remained of it was inflammable air, which proves that these calyxes contain phlogiston. It seems also to be pretty evident from this experiment that the precipitate above mentioned is a real calyx of the metal, by the solution of which the nitrous air is generated as some remarkable circumstances attend the absorption of this acid air by the substances above mentioned i shall briefly mention them spirit of wine absorbs this air as readily as water itself and is increased in bulk by that means also when it is saturated it dissolves iron with as much rapidity and still continues inflammable oil of olives absorbs this air very slowly and at the same time it turns almost black and becomes glutinous it is also less miscible with water and acquires a very disagreeable smell by continuing upon the surface of the water it becomes white and its offensive smell went off in a few days oil of turpentine absorbed this air very fast turning brown and almost black no inflammable air was formed till i raised more of the acid air then the oil was able to absorb, and let it stand a considerable time. And still the air was but weakly inflammable. The same was the case with the oil of olives. In the last mentioned experiment, and it seems to be probable, that the longer this acid air had continued in contact with the oil, the more phlogiston it would have extracted from it. It is not wholly improbable, but that, in the immediate state, before it becomes inflammable air, it may be nearly of the nature of common air. Beeswax absorbed this air very slowly. 
about the bigness of a hazelnut of the wax being put to three ounce measures of the acid air the air was diminished one half in two days and upon the admission of water half the remainder also disappeared this air was strongly inflammable charcoal absorbed this air very fast about one-fourth of it was rendered immiscible in water and was but weakly inflammable a small bit of phosphorus perhaps about half a grain smoked and gave light in the acid air just as it would have done in common air confined it was not sensibly wasted after continuing about twelve hours in that state and the bulk of the air was very little diminished water being admitted to it absorbed it as before except about one-fifth of the whole it was but weakly inflammable putting several pieces of sulphur to this air it was absorbed but slowly in about twenty-four hours about one-fifth of the quantity had disappeared and water being admitted to the remainder very little more was absorbed the remainder was inflammable and burned with a blue flame notwithstanding the affinity which this acid appears to have with phlogiston it is not capable of depriving all bodies of it i found that dry wood crust of bread and raw flesh very readily imbibed this air but did not part with any of their phlogiston to it all these substances turned very brown after they had been some time exposed to this air and tasted very strongly of the acid when they were taken out but the flesh when washed in water became very white and the fibres easily separated from one another even more than they would have done if it had been boiled or roasted footnote nine when i put a piece of saltpetre to this air it was presently surrounded with white fume which soon filled the whole vessel exactly like the fume which bursts from the bubbles of nitrous air when it is generated by a vigorous fermentation and such as is seen when nitrous air is mixed with this acid air in about a minute the whole quantity of air was absorbed except a very little which might be the common air that had lodged upon the surface of the spirit of salt within the vial a piece of alum exposed to this air turned yellow absorbed it as fast as the saltpetre had done and was reduced by it to the form of a powder common salt as might be expected had no effect whatever on this marine acid air i had also imagined that if air diminished by the processes above mentioned was affected in this manner in consequence of its being saturated with phlogiston a mixture of this acid air might imbibe the phlogiston and render it wholesome again but i put about one-fourth of this air to a quantity of air in which metals had been calcined without making any sensible alteration to it i do not however infer from this that air is not diminished by means of phlogiston since the common air like some other substances may hold the phlogiston too fast to be deprived of it by this acid air i shall conclude my account of these experiments with observing that the electric spark is visible in acid air exactly as it is in common air and though i kept making this spark a considerable time in a quantity of it i did not perceive that any sensible alteration was made in it a little inflammable air was produced 
but not more than might have come from the two iron nails which i made use of in taking the sparks footnote nine it will be seen in the second part of this work that in some of these processes i had afterwards more success end of section nine